I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome back to News Du Jour. If you're new here, I wanted to start off with the disclaimer that while we promise to be a calmer space to consume the news, that's not to say that bad stuff doesn't happen. And when it does, we're going to be here to tell you about it and acknowledge its seriousness. However, we believe there's a lot more than doom and gloom going on in the world. And we will report on a range of different topics from entertainment to business to politics to art and fashion and much more. Whatever the top stories of the day are, that is what we're excited to tell you about. We're glad you're here. Hey, you guys, and happy Tuesday. I hope your week got off to a good start yesterday, even though it's that awkward time. I don't know. I never feel as awkward as as other people describe feeling at this time. I kind of view it as like, you know, a pretend week (laughs) you know like we're all working but like there's still more fun to be had so it doesn't really count (laughs) that's how I feel during this week rather than like confused as some people describe feeling but I hope you're not feeling confused and if you are I hope it's not too bad because this year's already been a doozy and the new one is right around the corner but without further ado I wanted to go ahead and jump into our first story for the day. Today, we're starting off with a story covering Lori Laughlin being released from prison. And this is shortly after her daughter, Olivia Jade, appeared on Red Table Talks in what was a pretty controversial discussion. So after a quick two-month stay in prison, actor Lori Laughlin has been released. In case you missed her story, Lori Laughlin is a famous actress primarily known for her role in the 90s TV show Full House. But in real life, she's also a mom of two daughters, and she was found guilty of attempting to bribe a school official with $500,000 to get her daughter into USC on a rowing scholarship when her daughter had never participated in that sport. While her sentencing does come with a uh, $150,000 fine, 100 hours of community service, and two years of supervised release after two months in prison, many did not think that the penalty was far enough. She was accused in the court of public opinion of getting off easy because of wealth and privilege and fame, as well as showcasing a painstaking disregard for others who had actually worked hard enough to gain entrance into a school like USC. Lori's release comes right on the heels, though, of her daughter, Olivia Jade, the one who got admitted to USC, 
going on Red Table Talk, a show where three generations of women discuss current issues. The three women are Jada Pinkett Smith, the wife of Will Smith, their daughter Willow Smith, and then Jada's mother, Adrienne Banfield Norris. The three are a really interesting combo of fair but thoughtful and thought-provoking in their discussions. They're three black women who really, I think, do like tell it like it is to a certain extent, and but each in their own perspective and viewpoint. And so it's a really incredible show. If you've never watched it, I highly recommend. Um, But this particular episode was very controversial as to whether they even should have had Olivia Jade on in the first place. Olivia had been enjoying her time at USC as a social media influencer and landing huge brand deals with powerhouse beauty companies and even launching her own beauty line at Sephora. Now that is really all down the drain as the world has seen behind the curtain. Red Table Talk graciously gave her the chance to tell her story and discuss the entitlement that brought her there. To say it was controversial is really to put it lightly. Adrian, the monarch of the Table Talks, was the most adversarial to Olivia's presence on the show and really called her out on the situation. She didn't go easy on her. And the way that privilege means that she gets a chance to say her piece and share her story. It was a very interesting discussion, and I highly recommend watching. It can be found just by Googling uh, Olivia Jade Red Table Talk or something along those lines. Again, it's an important conversation for today, especially if you are striving to become a better ally. Understanding the racial implications of this situation are very key into understanding the situation as a whole. So next up, Trump signs the stimulus bill, finally. So after a lot of grandstanding, Trump finally signed the COVID stimulus bill that passed with bipartisan support through Congress. If you remember, he was pretty MIA from the congressional discussions of the bill, but then blindsided lawmakers by insisting he would not sign it unless it had certain changes made to it. He waited until the bill had passed Congress to make these demands known and thus wasted valuable time for the American people. But he has finally signed the bill, leaving only a one-week gap in payments for out-of-work Americans. So speaking of the Trump administration, why are Republicans suing Mike Pence? Well, to try to overturn the election results. Duh, of course. I'm kind of kidding here because that's not at all obvious. But it does seem that everything the Republican Party is interested in doing these days has to do with the end goal of ensuring another four years of Trumpian rule. But this lawsuit, unlike the others, has nothing to do with proving widespread voter fraud, a concept that seems to be a fraud in and of itself, and more to do with how the election process works. 
they are arguing that Mike Pence ultimately has the right to choose the electors that he calls on to vote. And if that is the case, that Pence can just select the Republican ones who are loyal to Trump and would betray the people's decision in many key sway- swing states in order to sway the election to Trump's side. Legal experts are already scratching their heads over this, which made me feel a lot better because after countless poli classes, I did not understand how this would work either. And many legal professionals are outright dismissing it as, quote, insane, end quote, according to a constitutional law professor at Georgia State. But speaking of Georgia, there is an election or two right around the corner that are super important as well. That's right. The Senate runoffs are going to be decided on January the 5th, and early voting has actually already begun in the state with record turnout. And it will certainly be a showdown to see which party will gain control of the Senate. And if it's the Democrats, the entire government. Stay tuned. And for our next story, vaccine fraud? Okay, so this story is kind of crazy. But it seems that some New York clinics may have illegally diverted vaccine doses away from the designated populations supposed to be receiving them, prioritizing other people. The Department of Health in New York has already launched an investigation into the situation, as this is obviously a matter of life and death for frontline workers and the elderly. They truly do need the vaccine more urgently, and that's why they're getting it first. The group of clinics is called ParCare Community Health Network, and it has locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Curious Joel, a primarily Hasidic Jew enclave located northwest of the city. An ad for the company on their Twitter feed read that, quote, the vaccines will be made available on a first-come, first-serve basis, end quote. Obviously, the situation needs to be properly investigated before we draw any conclusions, but this certainly makes you want to stay more vigilant about what's happening in your own community, right? It's the wild, wild west these days. And while we are on the subject of COVID, I also wanted to give you guys some good news regarding the virus. Cases and deaths have actually both gone down since the Thanksgiving spike. But Oklahoma is actually one of the worst states in the nation in terms of percentage of positive tests. You can see us like sticking out like a sore thumb. I showed Devin the map and it was just like... (laughs) Oklahoma was the only one in the range (laughs) that was like the worst range. Anyway, it's not good. But I also wanted to caution you guys, just because we're seeing the numbers go down right now, it is likely that we will see a spike, you know, in about two weeks um, that corresponds with Christmas get togethers um, between family members who 
passed it around. And so that's just something to be aware of as we watch the numbers. But I don't want to just report when the numbers go up. I want you guys to know when they go down as well. So I wanted you guys to be aware of that. And it's both on the front of cases as well as deaths. So that's great news. And that's the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you with the quote, I have learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh